Hello and welcome back to the Korean Beauty Show podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Lee, K-beauty expert, founder of online K-beauty platform Style Story, where you can shop and explore the world of Korean skincare, and of course, your guide to all things K-beauty. Now, you will have to uh, forgive me. I apologize in advance, guys. I have not been well for probably the last week or so so you may notice that my voice is just a little bit croakier than usual and I'm really really sorry for that um last week was literally an absolute nightmare it was not the week that I thought it was going to be at all uh I was pretty much bedridden could not get out of bed for three days I ended up in the emergency room uh at hospital uh and thankfully there's nothing wrong I don't have COVID, uh, but just a case of a little bit too much work, a little bit too many things going on on my plate. Uh, And to cap off what was already a really, really bad week, someone stole my laptop, uh, which is just mind-boggling because uh, you know if you are familiar with Korea you may have heard many times that oh Korea is a really safe place and you know you can leave your phone and pop into the loo if you go to a cafe or something like that and that's true uh, but it turns out that laptops are not immune to getting stolen uh, so that was also a little bit of a, a series of unfortunate events uh, the team and I were on Jeju Island for uh, a team team retreat and when we landed we got a, a big um, SUV, um, like a, a renter car. And before we got to our accommodation, we popped into the shops just to pick up a couple of, of supplies and thought that the renter car had been locked. And it turns out it mustn't have been. We weren't gone for more than 20 minutes. Uh, and in that space of time, someone obviously came into the car Uh, and I had left my laptop at my feet and they made off with that and thankfully not the camera and the other laptops and stuff like that that were in the back seat uh, because um, yeah that was just a very big stroke of luck but anyway that was just so infuriating to to be honest Uh, you know it's not the disaster it could have been Thankfully, these days, everything is on the cloud. So, you know, I've got backups of all my work, all of the the podcast, everything like that. So it's not the end of the world, but it was really, really annoying because then two days later, I ended up getting really, really sick. And it was just one more thing that then I had to go out when I wasn't feeling very well, replace the computer. Uh, So yeah, that was a very, very unexpected week. It was a week I do not care to repeat. um, And I'm actually so annoyed because I basically didn't get to see any really much of Jeju at all because I was literally on my deathbed. I was so sick. I was bedridden. Uh, Even the plane on the way back to Seoul, I've never felt so sick in my life. So I'm just really, really uh, bummed at myself that I missed that experience because uh, I haven't been to Jeju for so long. I was so excited to go back and eat some great food and look around and see everything. And I got one day and then I came down with whatever this is. So um, that was not a very great week in my life. But anyway, I digress. You will have to forgive me. I'm feeling better, but I'm not back to 100%. So if I do sound a little croaky and rough around the edges, that is why. Uh, but let's jump into the headlines. So the first thing that I uh, that, that hit my 
hit my attention, got my attention, caught my eye, was that retinol was in the headlines again in the uh, Korean news this week. Uh, And I know we've spoken a lot on the show before that retinol is really not part of K-beauty, or at least it hasn't traditionally been a part of K-beauty. This article was basically saying that, you know, retinol can cause skin irritation, which we all do know. But what they were doing is they'd actually spoken to a couple of uh, professors uh, and people that are doing clinical research into retinol. So the reason that retinol causes irritation is that when retinoic acid penetrates the cell, it can cause inflammation and erythema, which is redness. Uh, And retinoic acid is a compound that is produced when it meets retinal skin cells. So what this article was talking about was that the Clinical Medicine Research Institute at Seoul National University Hospital is doing a study and they were looking at when when irritation is produced using retinol basically and they were they were showing that even using a cream containing 3,300 IU of retinol was enough to produce severe irritation. And they were just talking about the pluses and minuses, basically, because if a product contains too low retinol content to avoid skin irritation, then obviously the uh, ability for the product to reduce wrinkles or show improvement in the appearance of wrinkles is reduced as well. Uh, And so, one of the professors from the dermatology department was basically saying the higher the skin irritation, the higher the wrinkle improvement effect. But his recommendation is to, is to gradually increase retinol concentration um, and make sure that you keep it at a lower dose to prevent it from getting really, really severe. And he also recommended uh, a method that I have heard recommended many times by people in the Western medical uh, field, and that is to apply your retinol products at an interval of several days when using it for the first time, and then gradually narrow the gap. Uh, And then he said to avoid your eyes and lips, particularly if you have relatively sensitive skin. Uh, And the other thing that they were talking about in this article was that Um, One of the things that's not as talked about when it comes to retinol products is how to actually store them. So it's really important that air should not enter the product. So, and they're also vulnerable to light. So you should make sure that you're keeping them away from the sunlight. Uh, And then they recommend to use it at night as well when there is less sunlight and then wash it out well in the morning. And obviously pair your retinol with a sunscreen when you're using it. So just all very, very sensible tips, you know, store it in a cool, dry place away from light and make sure that you, you know, really uh, close the lids, jars, um, you know, when you're using these products, because obviously if, uh, if, if air gets into them, then they, that can render the retinol less effective as well. So that was just that, that would not have caught my eye or stopped me in my tracks at all. If I'd seen that in English in, 
you know, pretty much any newspaper or online news site. But because I'm seeing it more talked about in Korean mainstream media, I think that's what caught my attention. Uh, retinol is being talked about more and more in the mainstream. I'm not going to go so far as to say that it's, you know, still a, a really popular ingredient over here. I don't think it is, but it is being talked about more. So there you go. That was in the headlines. The other thing that caught my eye was that now Coles has been acquired. Now you might be scratching your head and thinking where have I heard that name before? Now Coz is an ODM OEM manufacturer so that is that they make products on behalf of other people and you might be familiar with it because this was one of the companies at the center of the Korean sunscreen scandal. So they were making not all of the products but some of the products that were caught up in that scandal. So uh, more than a 50% stake in now cause has been acquired by a company called appeal mark capital uh, and they have now become the largest shareholder the transaction amount was reported to be 20 billion won uh, so it is a fairly decent sized uh, product manufacturing company it was founded in 2000 uh, and some of their popular products include things like lg household and healthcare's breath 37 degrees and whitening jingo which i'm pretty sure they're both toothpaste kind of products uh, so yeah this was this company made sunscreens for purito claire's dr suricle uh, sun by me banobagi mediheal and quite a few others actually so they have now been acquired and i think that probably caught my attention more because I recognized the name from the, the scandal. Uh, but there you go. And they weren't the only ODM, OEM manufacturer implicated at all. There was actually uh, others. So, um, you know, there you go. A little bit of trivia for you that that company has now been acquired. All right, on to this week's question of the week. And this one was sent through for, by Elsie. And Elsie said, um, I tried researching a good red ginseng product, but I'm not sure which one to choose. Can you recommend one? Uh, and this is a really uh, great question because we were speaking um, a couple of months back on the show now about how red ginseng is not the same as as just ginseng uh, and that it can actually be really hard to pick up one that is not just using uh, you know cultivated cheap ginseng which doesn't have any of the same uh, benefits particularly the same anti-aging benefits so when it comes to red ginseng in Korea I would say that the three big brands that are well known for their red ginseng are Donginbi, Surehan and also Solwasu. Uh, so Solwasu being an Amore Pacific brand, uh, and then uh, Surehan being an LG household and healthcare brand. So the, they are all companies that do make red ginseng. Now the products are not cheap. That was one of the other things that we were speaking about. We have recently just curated uh, the history of Who's Red Wild Ginseng Facial Oil on the Style Story website. Uh, if you are looking for a product like this, uh, and of course, being that it is 
a wild ginseng, it's quite expensive uh, just because they can't guarantee the harvest in the same way that you can when you're cultivating something. Uh, you know, if you're growing it uh, on a commercial grade, then you can make, you know, guarantees about how much you're going to get, the yield and all of those sort of things. Uh, so go and check that one out if you are thinking about, you know, purchasing something that is a really, really high grade of red ginseng. Uh, you'll, there are plenty of products at the lower end of the market uh, that just have, you know, any old ginseng in them and you can pick them up for even $15, $20, $30, but it's not the same and they won't be able to make the same types of medicinal claims about those kind of products as you can or as the companies can rather for the products that are containing the higher grades of red ginseng just because the compounds in them are not the same when they've been studied uh, under like a lab setting it's very very different the kinds of chemicals that are produced depending on how long the product uh, the ginseng has been matured for so go and check that one out if you are after a product like that uh, and thank you very much for sending through your question uh, please guys feel free to send through yours too if you do have one uh, you can either leave them at the bottom of the show notes which is what Elsie did uh, on Style Stories website you can get in contact with me uh, we've had some through on email however you prefer to get in touch that's totally fine all right over on to the style story website i'm gonna run through some of the new k-beauty releases and these are all from the same brand and the same line and that line is some by me's yuja niacin line so we've got their toner the gel cream and also the sleeping mask so one of the really popular products from some by me was the serum the yuja niacin serum it's been a very big seller since it's release and this is basically building out that line based on the popularity of the serum uh, and they all contain this citrus fruit yuzu now the brand described it as a hybrid between mandarin and lemon that's an interesting one it's definitely a citrus fruit i don't know why specifically mandarin and lemon but that's what they have used to describe it and it is naturally high in vitamin c so what the reason why you'll see so many Korean brands using these natural sources of vitamin C rather than the traditional ones like L-ascorbic acid is because they're more stable. Uh, so they're just easier to formulate with. And all of the products, this toner, the sleeping mask and gel cream all combine 90% of yuja extract with 5% of niacinamide. So a really nice amount to get you those brightening results if that's something Something that you're interested in so go and check that out if skin tone dull skin uh, maybe spots are a little bit of an issue for you they're all available on the style story website now uh, and you know that it's just a nice and uh, well-priced line from them it's not expensive certainly not like some other uh, vitamin popular vitamin C products on the market which can run into the hundreds of dollars uh, and a lot of people get really pleasing results from these so go and check them out if that sounds like like something that you're interested in we've also had some new reviews which i love to see so i'll start at the beginning we had a five star review for jellico's 
dewy glaze toner and our reviewer said this is a good toner totally different to any others but it feels good on my skin no sticky residue once it goes onto the skin I would recommend because it's lovely before makeup so thank you for that review the next one was another five star review but this one was for Tosung's Ovalicin red spot calming cream and this reviewer said excellent product in calming red irritated acne I really enjoyed using this product it helped calm my red acne skin as well as give it a nice cooling effect would buy again and then finally we had a five-star review for Jellico's bubble tea steam cream and our reviewer said lovely moisturizer sinks into my skin no sticky feeling afterwards being older I try to keep my skin as best as possible love this cream so thank you so much to all of our reviewers for this week they were all really nice and short and sharp so thank you so much for leaving your review and I hope you enjoy your points as well uh, and we did have one more review that I'd love to read out just because uh, we had so many new podcast reviews come in recently and I wanted to share some of those with you also as a reminder that if you haven't already left yours I would love to hear from you as well uh, this reviewer uh, was Kaylee and she said hands down the best k-beauty podcast this is hands down my favorite podcast when it comes to k-beauty Lauren is so nice to listen to she's very knowledgeable and has a great insight on the k-beauty world I've learned a lot from this podcast and I love hearing all her beauty advice which comes straight from Seoul I love the product recommendations have purchased a few items that have really made a transformation in my skin great job Lauren and I look forward to your weekly podcasts thank you so much Kaylee I really really appreciate that uh, so guys if you would like to leave yours I would love to hear it as well you can leave it on the podcast review apps you can leave it on our Facebook um, page there's a review tab on style stories Facebook page uh, where people are leaving all kinds of different reviews but feel free to leave yours there I would love to read it out now to finish off this Tuesday's episode I have a slightly different recommendation of the week for you and this is for a tattoo account a Korean tattoo account on Instagram and what sort of prompted me to want to uh, share this one with you is that the Constitutional Court of Korea recently handed down a decision reaffirming it its old decision which states that tattooing basically is illegal in Korea unless you have a medical license you cannot be a tattooist uh, and what that means essentially is that most tattoo parlors and tattoo artists in Korea are working illegally because I don't know too many people that will go all the way through a medical degree and then decide to come out at the end of it and be a tattoo artist it's just not really how uh, you know people come to be tattoo artists uh, in the usual course of things but the Korean uh, court uh, the Korean government has for a while held the view that it's dangerous to uh, public health for anyone other than a doctor to be performing uh, tattooing and that was a really really unfortunate ruling for many of the tattoo artists so this account that I would love to recommend to you guys is one uh, it's at Pitta KKM P I T T A KKM and I'll include the link in the show notes and this tattoo artist does 
absolutely stunning work using the really traditional colors from Korean paintings and the palaces and things like that. So beautiful reds, greens, pinks, and golds, and all different kinds of scenes he creates, basically from Korea, from Korean art, bold animals, uh, and it is a work of art. So it's tattooing, but to my eyes, it looks almost like art. Uh, and he works in block shapes, which is a little bit different from a lot of the tattoos that you will see. Uh, so not too much background shading or anything like that, but those really vibrant, traditional, beautiful Korean colors that you will see if you come here. So I just wanted to share that account because I think it's a really unfortunate ruling. I don't think it'll stop people doing tattoos and performing, you know, tattoo artistry in Korea because there's already a flourishing industry here anyway, despite the fact that this rule has been around for years. Uh, but that is a little bit of a setback for a lot of the tattoo artists that were hoping that, you know, this would be a good time, I guess, to revisit the, the ruling. Uh, they obviously were saying to the court that this infringes on our ability to work and they were trying to convince the court on that basis that they shouldn't be uh, you know stopped from working but the court didn't agree with them and the new ruling well the reaffirmation of the old ruling came down basically saying no the only people that can legally perform tattoo work in Korea are medical doctors uh, so I'll leave you with that recommendation of the week for this week go and check out his work because it's absolutely stunning uh, and I will be back on Thursday with our deep dive episode. 